Hey, what's up, YouTube? And welcome to Lords of the Late Box. Sorry, we're running a little late today, boys and girls. But you know, you know, we got uh, notes came a little bit late, but uh, we got the whole squad here to uh, go over the cover price shakers. And as usual, you know, we're running a little bit late, so we just don't have enough time to play any music for you. No. It's a man, man, well, it's a man, man, well, it's a man, 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 well, it's a man, man, well, it's a man, man, well, it's a man, 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 Sorry, Jimmy Woo. We had to bump, we had to bump you to next week, just like Matt Damon on the Jimmy Kimmel show. You know, uh, sorry, got it uh, running a little bit late, <laughs> so uh, had uh, notes running up to the very last minute. All three of you guys just say what's up at once. What's up? What's, what's up, up, everybody? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yep, that's the shoutations right there. The show sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. This list. It comes from our friends that cover price focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their dailies exclusive shakers list. This changes several times every day. Make sure you check it out every day to review some of the hottest trending books on the market. And damn it, I still have a list because I lost a tooth. This is, uh, I realized that. But hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are enjoying your uh, Thursday afternoon evening god i just realized Good and then somebody just said uh tomorrow tonight at midnight i think we got to see sandman i'm fucking stoked I for that August already now yeah forward, depending on where you're at some kids are already back in school yeah that's crazy right I, I remember when i was a kid school started in uh september like well yeah because uh, you're in southern california the same place i was yeah. but i know here in yeah. vegas currently in some places it's like august they go back that's, to school that's fucking nuts yeah, that's all crazy no september anyway. <laughs> 
Let's get right to it, boys and girls. This list is uh, very, very unique and interesting. And I'll give a disclaimer before we show one of the books because uh, there may be some questionable content. If you're easily offended or if you have small children watching the show, what are you doing with your parenting skills? I don't think you're yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's get right to it, boys and girls. What do we have for the first shaker? All right. First up today, we got a classic one. Amazing Spider-Man issue 607, but the newsstand edition, originally published in 2009 from Marvel. Now, Amazing Spider-Man 607 has become one of J. Scott Campbell's most famous covers right next to ASM 606. Now, while these issues weren't his first on Spider-Man, his rendition of Black Cat put Campbell on the map as a go-to cover artist. His connection to Black Cat is still highly entwined. With those factors in mind, a recent newsstand CGC 9.4 sold for a huge $600 this week. You know, the all-time high is 1,005 for a 9.6 in March of 2021. Now, this comic came out during the end of the newsstand era, making it one of the most rare ASM comics you can find in newsstand. ASM 606 and 607 are probably one of the greatest one-two punch comic covers you will find. And they weren't even variants. Just your standard old A cover comics. Well, shit, I got to rethink it. Now I, I, now I think I, I don't have a newsstand. I have a uh, direct market. So, uh, Ooh, damn, I'll take away my one for one. Yeah. Take away for that one for one. Yeah, damn. Here, let me, let me I go. I just like how they mentioned how nobody really knows about this series other than just the fact that the covers. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know if I can even remember the storyline for this other than I, just the I, Jason I, actually, covers. Actually, start, he did some of the internal art on the Amazing Spider-Man run. Um, when J. Michael was... Straczynski first started, I think he did the first couple of issues, yeah. That's yeah. when Peter Parker was a school teacher and stuff. Yeah, and um, let's, J. Scott Campbell, I, let's just keep the covers, because I, I the way he draws uh, men, makes they don't look like, you know, like <laughs> you're, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. He, he draws yeah. great. He draws, he draws it very effeminate. You know, he's very yeah, female. Say, you know, he's, he's he does a very soft, soft line. Exactly, say. yeah. Um, but, you know, but he, for some reason, J. Scott Campbell and the Black Cat always seem to be intertwined together. So there you go, man. Amazing Spider-Man 607, the new standard. And anytime we talk about new standard, direct standard, let's look at 2009, what the ratio was. Hmm. Wow. Between two That's, and one. That's uh, from 2005, no, it was 2% wow. new stand. Holy cow. Yeah, those are the new stands that people need to show off on their on their instagram pages not the hey look at this newsstand <laughs> book i got from 1975 right? Right. exactly <laughs> where there were mostly newsstand exactly yeah that means all right um i'm gonna give you guys 10 seconds to take if you have children or easily offended to get out yeah. of the room um you know i'll just throw uh some type of little graphic up here uh, because, um, you know, there may be some drugs or boobies involved, but uh, five. So if you have your kids involved. around, put on the old, uh, what do they say, earmuffs, or actually make them close their eyes, too, because uh, this book is <laughs> Look at the floor. Man. This is my dad yeah. did when I would go to movies. <laughs> Look at the floor. There you go. Next <laughs> up on the list is, uh, yeah, this is a crazy-ass book. So this is something. This is a proof of life book because I do want to see if people have these. Throw them up on your Instagram. This is Cocaine Comics number three. Uh, this is January first of nineteen eighty one. At first glance, this may seem like just another weird indie comic book. Uh, another comic book uh, featuring the devil surrounded by naked women, 
that's a fair assessment. However, it's also one of the most popular and sought after underground comics. The cover by indie legend Robert Williams may not feature may not feature a household name to most comic fans. However, Williams worked alongside creators like Robert Crumb to usher in the new genre of comics that featured a weird mix of anti-establishment and social deviance. The underground comic movement was the antithesis of the comic book's code. Following in the footsteps of their pre-code horror trailblazers, books like this punched, or excuse me, pushed the limits of what could be done in comics and what we as an audience uh, could would consider as art. While many comic fans devour, devour popular superhero comics, diehard comic fans looking for more adult storytelling turn to these underground and indie titles. What's also interesting about this comic and all four issues of the series is that they all contain stories and internal art from George DiCaprio, father of Leonardo DiCaprio. George was instrumental in distributing underground and indie comics through the West Coast for most of the 70s and 80s, placing him in the heart of increasing exposure of these anti-superhero comics, challenging creators and opening the door for companies like Image Comics and every other indie publisher since. With this issue, a new high of $300 for a CGC 6.5. Um, uh, expect underground books to follow the, the likes of pre-code horror in the future. They're not easy to find and suffer from terrible paper quality. This particular issue had a print run of 10,000 copies, which may sound like a lot, but these had little to almost no market value for decades and floated in the uh, the X adult section of comic book stores forever, deteriorating, oh, deteriorating away. Iconic underground comics, like Colt Kane Comics number three are only going to see an increase in value. God, forget the boobies. The devil doing rails on the cover. Right? Straight up rails. <laughs> this is such an odd thing because I saw like my friends from Torpedo posting that they have these on sale now. So they just a nice coincidence to see that this book is still out there. Oh, how much is that? They're hard wow. to find in good shape. Because these are all like these are the kind of books that were sold like at head shops and stuff like that. People just exactly you know, oh, this pipe just broke up their weed on it and then threw it away or something. We need to explain to children what head shops were before because now it's it's <laughs> yeah. legalized, you know. I meant uh <laughs> but but that's um that's wild that Leonardo DiCaprio's father was involved in this, right? What what's that is such wow, great research, man. But yeah. Hmm. So uh, if you have this and we need proof of life besides anybody that works at Torpedo uh, <laughs> since they have it. But yeah, I remember there was a weird documentary about Robert Crumb. Um, have you guys there's ever seen it? There. Yeah, there's yeah. one out there that's really sad because it talks about his, his brother. Yeah. No, this, this one was an older one where it okay. just talks about him and and he's kind of like this, you know, really skinny dude, but, you know, he's like, uh, you know, loves women. He's kind of perverted, uh, but it's not it's not the sad one you're talking about, because I remember seeing it like way back when, like, you know, Robert, if, for those who don't know who Robert Crumb is, Google it. It's worth a Google, as they say. So Cocaine Comics issue number three from Last Gasp came out on January 1st, 1981. Odd uh, day to come out on, right? On New Year's Day. But anyway, let's continue with the kind of darkness what do we got for number to the next one 
Uh, how about some Evil Ernie number one from Malibu Comics from 1991? So Evil Ernie is on fire lately. Recently, the straight-up evil telepathic supervillain has been enjoying a serious revival. But he wasn't always that way. A child who manifested powers and was substantially abused connects with a wide fan base, one that has some deep pockets. A fan of the evildoer recently dropped $3,120 for a CGC 9.8, an all-time high sale by about $1,100. That's some serious cash to drop on a rare indie book with only 38 total copies in CGC 9.8 on the CGC census. It is the price for a fan who was willing or had to pay to secure this elusive book in the high grade. The last 9.8 sold in 2020, and it, which is an eternity ago, as we emerge on the other side of the comic boom. On top of that, his first preview appearance in Malibu Sun number 8 sold an all-time high of $700 for a raw copy sold last week, which is still crazy for a raw book. Uh, Evil Ernie has been making a comeback in a major way of late when uh, Dynamic Comics released a new series to commemorate his 30th anniversary last year. Fans of the characters and series were ecstatic to experience new Evil Ernie and Lady Death explicated, while mainland squeaky clean characters have been enjoying his high sales themselves. They should keep a lookout for old Evil Ernie creeping up behind them to dispense his patent forms of tomfoolery. Yeah, not only first appearance of Eve Ernie, but first appearance of Lady Death. And uh, Eve Ernie kind of went to the wayside of the 90s, but Lady Death kind of continue on, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you know, everybody loves the, the bad girl. And uh, you can't tell me, tell, you can't change my mind that they base this is off uh, Iron Maiden's Eddie. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, yeah, definitely. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Put a uh, guitar in his hand right now. Yeah, for you, for you true metalheads, you guys know what I'm talking about. Have you ever been to Iron Maiden show? There used to be this big giant thing. He's on every damn cover, basically. Uh, my favorite is Aces High uh, on the uh, the, and he's basically this. He's just this this kind of a symbol for it. And if you go to a, a Maiden show, they have like giant, like evil, inflatable Ernie or uh, Eddie looking things. It's pretty crazy, man. Uh, shout out to our buddy Matrix Comics for the ten dollars super chat. Ernest Ooh. Fairchild, appreciate the support, brother, on both uh, YouTube and Instagram, man. Uh, there you go. But yeah, that's definitely uh, Eddie. But you know, you know what? This is the perfect time for this type of comic to be developed into the big screen uh ambiguous heroes or excuse me anti-heroes i mean we have stranger things all this kind of kind of dark stuff that's happening right now i think uh an evil ernie movie would definitely happen i'm trying to remember was there a lady death movie that was really awful oh, no no that was vampirella there was a really cheesy uh skin of skin of skin of flicks movie remember skinamax uh, movie yeah, there was a up. Vampirella version done by like a queen, the queen of B movies. I forgot her name. So, but anyway, Lisa Solo was in that. Or yeah. no, I'm sorry, the girl from Wayne's World. Look at yeah. you go, Gabe. That's mm. incredible. So, Eva Arnold issue number one from 1991. Horns up. I should have played my uh, master of puppets, but uh, we go from Eva Arnie to Disney. Perfect segue. What a segue. What a segue. Next up, we've got Haunted Mansion issue number one, the Scotty Young variant, originally published in 2016 from Marvel. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Haunted Mansion. Our tour begins here with this frightfully fun Scotty Young variant. Is this comic actually stretching or is it just your imagination? Consider this dismaying observation. There is a Haunted Mansion movie currently in production that is slated for a March 10th, 2023 release date. 
Yep, you're there right. This may explain why a copy of this variant recently sold for $325 and a 9.8. Now, this series is part of the Disney Kingdom line that Marvel began to produce in connection with Disney. This feature issues wall-to-wall creeps and hot and cold running chills. Definitely one to keep your eyes on as we get closer to the movie's release. If I recall correctly, I think John Favreau... John Favreau is is doing either producing or directing the Haunted Mansion film, um, if I remember correctly. And if for the for those our age, remember the Eddie Murphy version of the Haunted Mansion movie. If you, mm-hmm. if you guys remember that one, um, at one point I passed on this, and I should have got it. And then at Disney Parks, I think they also had these as Disney Parks exclusives. Uh, a different version of it though. Um, and we you see the Disney parks logo on it. I've shown on my Instagram tons of times. Like I have got gardens of the galaxies and some other books that were only sold at the Disney parks, either at Disney world or Disneyland. And it, impossible to find a nine eight because they little kids were just just fingering the hell out of them as they flipped through them you know what i mean so uh I'm, and luckily my lady is a uh, a season pass holder or whatever the hell they are now so every time i go i said no just get me the comics that have the disney logo that has a disney logo on it because now if you go to like star wars land or, or the marvel uh land or whatever they have they have Comics, just like you would see at any regular store, but sometimes every now and then you'll see a Disney Parks exclusive that you could only buy at the uh, park. So uh, there you go. So uh, well, you go from uh, Evil Ernie to a little scary, right? So let's go to something super heroic. All right, let's talk about super uh, Marvel superheroes Secret Wars number seven. Uh, but double check because this is the Canadian price variant. Uh, Marvel Comics 1984, the now infamous original Marvel superhero Secret Wars is gaining attention due to the the newly announced MCU Avengers film borrowing the title. This issue, number seven, just sold for $900 in a CGC graded 9.8. It's the first appearance of Julia Carpenter, who used the Spider-Woman moniker for about 15 minutes or so. Uh, It's also a rare instance where... Only the Canadian price appears on the cover of a book. In 1982, Marvel and DC began charging more for comics imported into Canada due to an escalating uh, exchange rate. The original Star uh, Secret Wars numbers one through nine are one of the few Marvel books printed at the time featuring the increased $1 Canadian price as opposed to the 75 cents that uh, was the price for people in America. This makes a series known for the excitement of its sequels, multimedia adaptations, and fan-favorite introductions. Uh, we mean the symbiote suit, uh, not Julia, so calm down. Uh, even more curvaceous of, uh, among speculators and collectors, as the currently forever far away 2015 release date of Avengers Secret Wars approaches at a snail's pace, you can expect a lot more speculation around all things secret and wars. And also the um, Spider-Woman project that could possibly use an iteration of Julia Carpenter or whatever. I wish Ryan was on the show. Remember, uh, I think on our last show, Ryan was talking about, or uh, in our live chat, he said he had a Canadian variant of uh, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars. So, uh, yeah, number um, one. I have... Um, 
first appearance of Magic, a Canadian variant, and I also have the <laughs> I have the first appearance of Dakota North <laughs> in a Canadian variant as well. It's just some <laughs> odd things that you pick up every now and then, but uh, we'll see, man. Uh, so if you're north of Canada, go out and snatch them. I wonder if uh, you know how many what the you know what the what the print runs are for war in uh, uh, in Canada. I would ask Aegis Comics of Alaska since he's close, but, you know, he came from New York, so what does he know? Shout out to Aegis Comics of Alaska. <laughs> Yo, man, I need that new shirt. You know what I'm Hit me up, brother. Oh, I ordered that. It's nice. Yeah, Ooh. it looks dope. It looks dope. I need a shirt. I need a shirt, Lou. All right. On, uh, we can't have a shaker show without some type of video game book on here. What do we got this week? Happy about this one, man. I'm a gamer, so I love this one. Nintendo Power from Nintendo from 1988. Man, I had this whole run, and now I don't have it. It's been a while since we've seen this issue of Nintendo Power hit the Shakers list. The last time this book hit the Shakers list, uh, it was graded as 6.0, and that was back in 2021 with a, a shattering sales uh, at that time around just under 1,000. But now, record-breaking CGC 8.0 sale of 1,500. This is the second highest graded sale, with the highest sale being that of an 8.5 copy. This new high sale could possibly be attributed to the anticipation of the new Mario movie coming out in 2023. However, the most likely reason is that it's simply a high desirable magazine for many collectors, especially in high grade. So here's the breakdown. There are only 51 CGC graded copies of this book. Over 70% of those submissions are graded lower than 8.0. As far as the high grade, there are two copies of an 8.0, two copies of an 8.5, and six copies of a 9.0, and two copies of 9.4, the highest graded. Such a rare find is always good to garner a huge amount of attention from the collector's community that reflects in the boost of this value. And I had this entire run and I just got rid of it. In, well, this 2000, also... in 2021, like uh, a new, uh, there was a high sale of like three grand or something, but I think it was in mm -hmm. a higher grade. But you remember in 2021, that was the height of um, everything. Of of like you know of, uh, what are you the GameStops things and people dumping that remember the game oh, the GameStop stock yeah all the GameStop and then video game I think video game grading really picked up in in the pandemic right prior to that you know I I, I don't recall people really grading video games as often but I'm not a, I'm not any expert in that field but you know now it's like full blown right. Um, I wonder if my PS2s are worth grading. I, I have some <laughs> PS2 games, man. I, are, and PS1 wait long games. enough and they will be. I know, right? Yeah, you wait for it long enough and it, it'll happen. Uh, they're it worth grading if they're sealed. Yeah, well, that's the problem. I mean, yeah. you know, tell a kid to, you know, you can't open your game, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> the new right. thing. Exactly. So, so this Nintendo power, power, what's interesting about this, I was going to say, is uh, this mirror is what you've been talking about, Tim. We've been talking about it on the show for a while of how the video game market kind of mirrors the, the, the comic book market. And we've been seeing magazines of comic books like Wizard, number one, getting really, really expensive and blowing up. And this is the counterpart to that. Like if you were a video game person at all, this was like Wizard magazine to video game people. Like I, I uh -huh. same with Justin. I had a huge stack of these as a kid. Yeah, this is where you this got all your way you and like get your the tips and everything. Yep. In the these cheat, this is the only way you get the cheat codes, right? Cheat codes. Uh, back then, yeah, and that's where you yeah. got or, or screenshots, maps of everything. It was crazy. Was there a PlayStation yeah. magazine as well? I, yeah, I there was. Think. There was a PSN yeah, one. And they had was... like the cheat codes up, up, down, down. You know, right, right, left, left, <laughs> whatever. You know what I'm saying? For, um, and I would say when I really started seeing the the video game people coming into the comic book industry. It was when the Fortnite variants for DC came out. Remember mm -hmm. those? They mm -hmm. were on our top oh, you get 10. Your Batman every, skin. 
Yeah, they were every every week they were on their uh some random DC book was on our top 10 because they just wanted the Fortnite skin. Um but I and you know Marvel is doing it now but you know not nearly uh, as well as DC did. Did I just say that? I can't believe it. I just, just said, said that out loud. But hey, I give props to where props is due. Nice. Nintendo Power number 1 from 1988, 1500 for an 8.0. So uh, go dig in those old video game stores or wherever and see if you can find a copy. All right, what do we got up next? This one's interesting. It's not what you think it is because it's not really a comic per se. Yeah, this is another interesting one. RoboCop number one, originally published in 1987 from Marvel. Now, RoboCop is the ultimate 80s movie. It's the over-the-top action scenes, horrific violence, science fiction, fascination with robots, and poignant social exploitation delivers by a typical Paul Verhoeven philosophical philosophical satire. Wow, what a sentence. To which a typical audience member and film critic stripped down to as, well, cheesy. Even Verhoeven dismissed the initial script by Edward Neumeyer and Michael Miner until the satirical element was pointed out to him by his wife. Now, that very element went on to be a common tone across all his future films. Total Recall, Starship Troopers, Basic Instinct, and Showgirls. Despite the misfire of the 2014 reboot, RoboCop is a 1980s icon and has had a huge influence on pop culture, with references across decades' worth of content. Now, like many 80s and 90s properties, nostalgia is also a huge driver of collectible purchases in today's most successful content. Now, RoboCop has been named one of the best science fiction films of all time. You ready for this? With a 91% fresh Rotten Tomato rating. Now, the New York Times lists it as one of the top 1,000 best movies ever. Robo has been most recent. Robo has most recently appeared in Ready Player One. And as a DLC playable character in 2019's Mortal Kombat 11. Okay, now flash forward a couple of weeks ago where the gameplay trailer for Robocop Rogue City was released and fans went nuts for it. With Peter Weller returning to the role, this game is already being hailed as Robocop 4 and has risen Robo back into the minds of fans. This has brought Fourth fan requests of new content on the classic RoboCop we know and love. With that said, his various comic appearances, which have always been super affordable, even ignorable, well, now high-grade copies of his first comic appearance tend to float around 30 bucks raw, yet it was this week's massive high sale of $800 for a CG 9.6 that got our attention. All those combined reasons above are the numerous factors driving up prices for this nostalgia key. Now, the previous high for a CGC 9.6 this past April was 522 bucks. So when you see this book out in the wild, you may now be more likely to say, I'd buy that for a dollar. Sorry, I had to do it. I know. Uh, somebody beat you to it, though. Uncanny DX Dan with the I'll buy that for a dollar post, which is... Uh, if you guys remember this movie, it was the uh, giant mecha that he fought was literally, I think, stop motion animation, like uh, Jason of the Argonauts type shit. Do you remember that? I mean, this was... Yeah, it was basically nice... a toy. Yeah. And, you know, the the graphics were pretty cheesy, but, you know, it's uh, very interesting. And, of course, 
Detroit is always painted in a bad light. Where's Ryan when you need him? There's two things uh, today that Ryan could have addressed. Upon. If you want to one really more time, he pops up. Always trash. I know. Be really okay. Here's a really throwback. Okay, before the movie Airplane, the guys that did Airplane did a movie called Kentucky Fried Movie that has a parody of Bruce Lee, and uh, in it, um, the bad guy says. I'm, I don't care. And, you know, he's torturing the guy. I'll do anything. He goes, oh, yeah, your torture is you're going to Detroit. And he goes, no. That's <laughs> just like the most <laughs> random thing ever, man. Uh, but, you know, this uh, Kentucky Fried movie is the one that kicked off those parody movies that the guys that, that eventually ended up doing airplanes. So a little nugget for you. So, uh, yeah, man. You know, Robocop, to me, seems like the f- perfect first-person shooter. Uh, if if you know to play like you know he's holding a gun and everything, but you know, um, very interesting that uh, somebody else had a factoid dude in there said the movie was originally rated X and they had to knock it down to be rated R, which you know back then wasn't even that bad. You know, this movie just... rough, dude. This is like the first like gory movie I saw as a kid. Oh, really? Like, it's basically like murder porn. Oh, I seen I seen worse in the eighties because I had an older cousin. We would go to video store and just get these just faces like, of uh, death and stuff. Oh, faces of death was fake, by the way, but it still freaked <laughs> oh, me. Oh, don't out, ruin though. it. Yeah, for me. no. But the horror films in the eighties they were just like full of gore. It was like after Friday Thirteenth, Halloween, and Friday Thirteenth, everybody was a slasher and everything. You know, was up the ante. Um, 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 what's that movie, man? That had the uh, exploding head. Um, you know, you would watch the TV and something would happen and your head would explode. Uh, oh, fuck. Somebody in the live chat help me out here. Something I was thinking vision. of UHF and Weird Al, but I don't think that's yeah. what we're talking no, about. No, no, no. There was this movie and uh, it was just all gratuitous violence. Uh, during a broadcast, you would watch it and this guy's head would explode. Scanners. Scanners. There it is. Sure. Thank Scanners. you. I love our live chat. You guys are the best, man. Uh, no Marvel, no prizes to all you guys. Scanners was like the shit when I when we were kids. Like, you know, we wanted to see the most glorious shit ever. If you really want to see something crazy, go look up, and it may be on YouTube, the story of Ricky O. Yep. It is this crazy Ricky, yeah. Chinese movie with the violence as over the top. Where, that was the movie I thought you were referencing when you were Oh, no, that's the famous... The, here, let me go this. That's the famous meme of the guy going like yeah, this. crushing the head. Smashing that's what the I thought you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah that, no, that's the story of Ricky O, which was a uh, a movie that was adapted from, I think it was a manga or something like that. But it was a Chinese film that, done. The story of Ricky O is definitely something like when we all got together, kids like, oh, damn, Ricky O, this is crazy, right? And then there's this one scene where the warden is sitting at his desk and behind him is just a shelf full of porn that <laughs> <laughs> tapes <laughs> for no odd reason at all. Cause you're looking at it like, that looks like the old porn tapes from the eighties. But anyway, I digress. I don't know anything about that. Anyway, yeah, Robocop, behind, behind the, this is the, the, the VHS or the, the beads on the door. Yeah. This show is definitely not for kids, by the way, if you already surmised that by now, but uh, Robocop issue number one from 1987 selling for a cool 800 bones in a 9.6. It's the magazine. Now remember it's the Marvel magazine, Robocop. I don't know if they ever did a regular comic, uh, but you know, back in the eighties, Marvel and DC were licensing all kinds of weird properties to be comics. So, uh, well, I bet the go. magazine was used so that they could do more violence in it. You could get away with a, a magazine as opposed to being a comic book, too. Yeah, getting ready for my whatnot sale with Justin, which we'll talk about later. Um, I found uh, um, Hobbit number one comic book. Uh, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's cool. worth any. 
Yeah, it's uh, very, very done, weirdly done. The, the art is really cool, though. But I was like, hey, how did I get this? You know, I was going through my stuff. But all right, I digress. Uh, and as usual, we can't have a Shakers or a Top 10 list without Spawn because Spawn fans are fanatical. All right, Spawn fans. Uh, they we're talking about Spawn. This is number 306. This is the final combat cover. Uh, Image Comics came out in 2020. Due to concerns over the then-spreading COVID-19, NetherRealm Studios and Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment made the last-minute decision to cancel the 2020 last-chance qualifiers for Final Combat 2020. I'm guessing that's a video game competition. Uh, This epic uh, Mortal Kombat tournament left many players without a chance to compete for the 16th spot in the tournament and left the, fin- the finale without a live audience. There are rumors... Um, right, uh, the tournament then left the, f- the finale without a live audience. There are rumors that this exclusive cover was made solely for the players of this tournament and LCQ. If that rumor were true, there would be less than 130 players signed up for the LCQs and 15 pre-qualified finalists. On the opposite side of this theory... The the the, ex, uh, the exclusive cover may have been made for a for every attendee. If this was true, a quick search of the Park West venue indicates a max capacity of a thousand attendees. Therefore, if we were to speculate on the print run of this book, it would be somewhere in the range of 150 and a thousand. However, uh, this is not indicative of the number of books actually distributed, which could be far less than the actual print run. There is one fact that we do know. There are currently a sparse nine copies on the CGC census. Of those, of those seven, only three are graded at a 9.8, with one of those selling this week for a massive new high of $5,000. The future of this ultra-rare cover is sure to continue breaking records unless a 1,000 copies pop up suddenly. That's nuts that this is actually going higher wow. than my Thor one thirty four my uh Thor one thirty four nine point four first appearance of the high evolutionary. This book is more than that, or at least somebody paid more than that. Five grand and a nine point eight. But uh if you guys recognize the cover though, that is I believe the movie version of Spawn. Um, you know, uh which you know I was just going to say, when the Spawn movie kids movie came out, boys and girls, we didn't have much. So we had uh, really bad CGI, but we shot, we saw Flowing Cape. We had Michael J. White. But if you really want Spawn, go check out the HBO, uh, the HBO series. Uh, this is a good question. I've, Gabe, do you remember this? On, on the early, I think the first maybe 20 or 50 mm-hmm. issues, they used to have these numbers uh, like, like this sprinkled yeah. out. The, it was basically our, spawns like power meter. That's right. Because the more yeah, random. the more he uses like, power. Even Tom McFarland said like yeah. we don't know how it worked. <laughs> they were just putting random numbers in there. Yeah, so just power power gauge. Yeah, that's why he started using guns a lot because you know he had a a, a, a finite amount of uh, power. So you know you know so you know I don't, I think that's changed since then. So obviously you know there's different iterations of spawn, but um yeah, but it was it was interesting to say at least and groundbreaking you know that a image comic became a movie. Um you know there was I mean there's been cartoons you know spawn the animated series hell there was a Wildcats cartoon animated series but yep. you know. 
Uh, there was a. Uh, it's got the best uh, opening music ever. Yeah. Uh, Crow, you know, independent comic that was made into a movie. Uh, unfortunately, Brandon Lee passed away during the filming of that. But uh, all right. Spawn 306, if you have it. Final Combat 2020 came out in 2020. So for five grand in a 9.8. I think it's another book we need proof of life of, you know, to, <laughs> to see if the, if, if the print run is what? They said anywhere from 100 to 1,000. That's still pretty damn low for, for any yeah. comic. But. All right, this is a book that I've been specking on for a while. I have a copy, and I was like, you know what? You guys should be snapping this up. Yeah, how about uh, Shazam number 25 from DC Comics from 1976? So there's been a myriad of uh, controversies surrounding the slate of films and shows going to be released from Warner Brothers. As a result, the recent news of Batgirl being canceled after being nearly completed is shaking the industry and leading to a lot of uncertainty. Luckily, fans of DC have had a solid projects to look forward to for the upcoming Black Adam film, Isis, who first appears in this book, is set to appear in the movie played by uh, Sarah Sheeney and is the wife of Black Adam in the comics. Uncertain fans have still moved to pick up her first appearance, recently paying top dollar for a CGC 9.6, dropping $660 to secure a copy. Sales in this grade have been rising of this book for the last year and after holding steady at around $250 for some time. Uh, with the news, The Rock signed up to a 10-pitcher deal, and the recent teaser dropped at San Diego Comic-Con. Fan excitement is pretty high, uh, leading to some speculation Isis will be a bigger player in the future. No one knows yet where she fits into the, the larger DCEU, but that hasn't stopped fans from putting stock into this interesting character um, with the powers of the goddess Isis. Yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, that name has been co-opted by terrorism, but Isis is the goddess of fertility, also known as the goddess of motherhood, magic, death, healing, and rebirth. Wow, that's a little bit of everything, but yeah. I'm old enough to remember the ISIS TV show. Uh, do you remember that? Do you remember there was a live action ISIS show? And because there was a live action uh, uh, Shazam show as well. It was Billy Batson and there's like a couple other people riding around in like a RV. In an RV, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there was also an ISIS live action TV show uh, that came out of that. So uh, it's pretty interesting, man. So uh, yeah, definitely pick, pick this up because I'm pretty sure there'll be surprises and. Uh, um, we'll talk about it later, but you know, there are some interesting things coming down the pipeline at DC and it doesn't look good on the DC film side, uh, unfortunately. So Shazam issue number 25 from 1976, 660 bones for a 9.6. All right. Don't go away, boys and girls. We got this last one. Then we're going to see what's shaking today. Definitely. So this is the last one on the list tonight. We've got Submariner issue number 59, originally published in 1973 from Marvel comics. And, Thanks to the uh, admittedly heartbreaking trailer for the continuation of the Dead Man's franchise, suddenly everyone is in love with Namor. Now, this book, 1973 Submariner number 59, just sold for a whopping $1,950 in a CGC graded 9.8. In this issue, Namor enters New York to rescue a wrongly captured Atlantean girl, and Thor confronts him. They fight, as seen by this awesome cover. Namor returns to Atlantis to consider a full-scale invasion of the surface world. It's cool. They eventually end up Avengers together. Now, issues where A-list characters meet and fight are collector's favorites. Just ask any Silver or Bronze Age Hulk versus Thing back issue. And with Namor's star on the rise, this issue is one of those books. An added cool factor of this particular issue is that it was written by the legendary Bill Everett the fella who created Namor in 1939. 
Now, Tinoch Huerta shall be playing Namor in the MCU's forthcoming Wakanda Forever, and he... Tinoch. Tinoch, I'm sorry. Tinoch Huerta shall be playing Namor in the MCU's forthcoming Wakanda Forever, and he appears in the aforementioned trailer. You know, baby Namor being born with the little wings on his ankles. What'd you guys think of that? Anyway, Namor will be the star of many future record high sales, to be sure. So listen, somebody's got to say this, and I'm happy it's me. Namor's creation also predates Aquaman by about two years. So go spend all your money on Namor books in your face, Jason Momoa. Damn, like that? Yeah. I was skeptical on Tenoch Horta as uh, Namor, but the way they put it on film and his headdress and everything, I'm like, yo, yeah, you know, people are, you know, eh, it's not Atlantean, blah, blah, blah. You know, first of all, he's a mutant because he's half human and he has wings. None of the other Atlanteans have wings on their ankles and have uh, white skin as opposed to blue skin. That's what made him the first mutant and i don't know if they eventually changed that but um you know and uh, the whole thing about atlantis i don't really bother me because you know what aquaman came out first and so you know i don't think marvel's gonna say hey we have an atlantis too that just doesn't that's not their mo you know what i'm saying so um you know i just think it's gonna be uh you know a little bit different and you know embrace different you know it could be dope and because i was thinking eh, tenosha is kind of a small dude but in the trailer he looked like he packed on some pounds man so uh shout out to him man so submariner issue number 59 from 1973 is this the first meeting of thor and namor it is right i don't know if it said first meeting i think it's just a cool fight cover that they did the hulk and thing yeah. covers yeah namor is also know. the first uh superhero to ever fly yeah, because yeah, Superman only left tall buildings in a single bound. Yeah, yeah, he's the first one to fly. Well, didn't uh, well, Human Torch fly? Uh, Neymar was first, I think. Yeah, because Neymar came out before then. There you go. So there you go, dropping that knowledge on you, son. So uh, let's go see what's shaking today, boys and girls, shall we? Seamless transition, but uh, seamless. We'll give, we'll give you guys a little break to see what's shaking today as we hear from our sponsor, My Slabs. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace by collectors for collectors. All right, ghouls and gals, let's see what's shaking today. As we go over to the Cover Price website, you can sign up for six ninety nine a month for to get all your. Oh, I got three. Do you have any wrenches in the chat? There's a bunch of spam. Oh, let's get rid of that. Yeah, somebody here just here remove hide user from channel. Bye. It was go. nice knowing you. Um, You're gone. They are right, the best. I wanted that best dating site, site bro. Yeah. Uh uh usual suspects on there. Giant size X-Men creeping up. Um 
I haven't seen that uh that Wolverine or that Hulk well, 340 on the top world. Come on, let's see that Wonder Woman cover. That's some crazy. Every time we see a crazy Wonder Woman cover. Yeah, was she fighting a hog or something? She, she's she's got the like, guy with a hog. She's beating him with a hog. <laughs> Innuendo. Oh, I have this. Oh, what in. the? Oh, excuse me. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, Wait a minute. I know my password. No, His no. password is password. Password exactly. is yeah. password. Yeah. I'm an IT person, so it's not, yeah, I'm the worst person with passwords. Yeah. Uh, Back to the shakers. All right. Uh, yeah. Wonder Woman uh, number eight from 1944. That's wild. 1854 Raw Dog. Good Highest Lord. 17 grand in the 9.6. Time machine wow. stuff. That's time crazy. machine. Yeah. Look at you showing off on top row again. Yeah. Man. Well, you know, I am. I'm just going to say, you know. Yeah, we'll give All Aquaman right. some love since we gave Namor uh, a due amount of love. Aquaman number 11 from 1963. First appearance of Mira. Oh, wait, $750 in a 9 point, $750 in a 7.0, 2,108.5. You know, contrary to what 8.5. people are thinking, I do believe she is appearing in the show, in the, in the Aquaman 2 trailer no from way. the the guest uh showings but they're you know, cutting I don't, out of there i don't you know what hey man whatever two people do that's their business all these people taking sides and shit it's like hey man that, they're both crazy and let them do what they want to do you know what i'm saying it's not up to me to judge who am i to judge right because i own a lot of ultimate fallouts look at that Ooh. um <laughs> Is, what, what was the just, difference between those two those two look alike uh, well, one is raw. Is one the Mexican shiny variant? Is that the no. mole variant? Is Let's that see. the mole? No. One no. is uh, one is one is the um, newsstand, and one is direct stand. Oh, one sold for raw cop. Okay, one yeah, sold raw, one, one sold for raw, one sold for graded. My bad. Yeah. Um, punter. That Uh-oh. first bullseye, man. That's gonna be a book soon. Not yeah. that Daredevil films coming out. Because the Daredevil is coming back, you know. Although I, you know, they did Bullseye pretty good. I thought in the Daredevil Netflix series, I thought they we need did more. We need better. Yeah. Hey, I got this as well. What's this about? That's the second. Uh... He is choking her with a blow dryer. <laughs> That's what <Man>. I'm <laughs> It's like the third so of all the weapons you choose, he goes, I'm going to take this blow dryer and I'm just going to choke the hell out of you. Um, wow, we haven't seen something killing the children in a, quite a long time. Right. Uh, so journey of mystery. That. That's dope. Journey and mystery number eighty-six. First appearance of Odin. Odin. Four hundred dollars in a raw. Ten grand in a nine point eight. Uh, well, nine point eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Are you shitting yeah, me? Time, that's time machine stuff right there. Ah, oh, look at this gorgeous Frazetta cover. Oh my god, love these vampires. Wow. It's only book that I uh, that I want is uh, Vampirella number one. That's the only thing that's really on my my want list right now. Three hundred fifty dollars and nine point oh, uh, eighteen fifty for a. And if 9. you look at 8. here, let me just pull up the series because I think they keep I reusing did, that cover in different magazines. Because I'm yeah, pretty I sure just, I have that on Heavy Metal. Magazine. I just think I this cover is just so awesome. I mean, just just how the dopeness of it. I need this in my collection. So. Um, and it's uh, pretty pricey. It Ooh, looks like. Nine thousand and a nine point six. Oh well, boy, that's one of those books that you know. That even on here, you can't even find a picture of it in good shape. Exactly. Hey, I have like multiples of this. That's right. I own three of them. Uh, three hundred fifty-three dollars. Highest known value twenty-seven hundred dollars and a nine point eight. And it's not even a key. 
What's up uh, with maybe dinner? a first appearance of his astral form or something along those lines. I have to, I have mm. to, I have to remember. It's um, just a dope uh, Steve Ditko as well. I mean, oh, yeah, with that. this Steve whole Ditko run is just full of dope covers, man. Uh, but you know, I'm still partial to Frank Bruner myself, to be honest with you. Uh, as far as Doctor Strange uh, is, kind of, I think Bruner did the best uh, Doctor Strange covers. I mean, because he was, I think he was definitely on acid when he did it. <laughs> Uh, but there's He's some dropping things. acid. Uh, hey, I have this too. Get out of here with that. Yep. Uh, Raw Dog, $346. Hmm. Get out of here with that. Dude, me thinks this might be for sale on Saturday. <laughs> oh. Nice. So uh, you never know. Uh, we're by night picking up some steam because of the Halloween special. You're crushing this shakers list right now. Holy yeah, moly. I only, I only have this in an 8.0, though. I don't I don't have a high grade. Only in an 8.0. <laughs> uh, 9.4 is five grand. I, I was collecting all these horror books when I knew that they were going to start doing uh, horror themed things. This is also this and then uh, and I have this. I need this book. I I don't know why, but uh, just, it's, it's, this is like eluding me for so long. This is like pop art, dude. This oh. is yeah. Just the first inside battle. first page is just this dope. Loki sitting on the throne from uh, yeah, John Buscema. It's great. First battle, Silver Surfer's first Thor, classic cover by John Buscema. $300 in a 1.5, 90 grand in a 9.8, dude. 90 grand. Wild. Wow. Yeah, there's a silver that Silver Surfer series. Like the first like four or five issues are like five or six issues are just huge. Yeah, because huge. B- huge. right before this is the first appearance of Mephisto. So we yeah, yeah, three, Mephisto, yeah, you three's got number Mephisto. One. Number two is the first Badoon nobody cares about, but watch them yeah. show up sooner or later. Holy silver Shadowhawk. We have a Shadowhawk appearance what? on here. Shout out to Valentino and uh creating a, a character that has AIDS and breaks your back. Yeah, $290 for a 9.8. Uh, and, but this I'm is gonna go the, digging. Uh, I have to digging for some shadow. I think it's a different that cover, though. This is the way you're popping a 9.8. That, yeah, I think this is the this is like the all black cover or something like that. No, it's know. a it's a it's a raised hollow foil. Oh, okay. Cover, so and then the, the newsstand doesn't have the hollow foil, it's just like, yeah, the gray tone. newsstand is trash. It's only like two dollars and 40 cents. Holy cow, two dollars and 40 cents. Tank Girl on there. I remember that. There's another movie that was slept on when it first came out. Do you remember the Tank Girl movie? Came yeah. G.I. Yeah. Uh, Joe. Good to see that book bumping. Uh, I always said that these sensational She-Hulk runs where she breaks the fourth wall uh, are going to start getting hot. This is, of course, you know, uh, John Byrne uh, doing his, his thing on this run because she breaks T- the fourth wall in the TV show. Tiva, so what's we- the over and under and how many times she's going to do it per episode? Uh-huh. Is, is it going to oh, be, I think it's gonna gonna be, be just once? Or is it going to be, be every episode? It's going to be like the fourth three wall, or four yeah. times per episode that she's doing. No, at least, I think at least just, a few times. Yeah, at least a few times every episode. How many times is like Deadpool doing episode. in a scene? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, this book is alluded to me in a nine point eight. Impossible to find. Impossible. At least every time I read it, the the cover is so flimsy. Speaking of She Devil, there she is again breaking the fourth wall on the, on her own comic. Okay, now is your second chance. If you don't buy my book this time, I'm going to come to your house and rip up all your all X-Men. Your X-Men. <laughs> That's <so laughs> awesome. Uh, God, this is when John Byrne was one of my favorite artists back in the day. Um, look at the, who's, who's well known for his X-Men runs. I've, I've never this seen this before. I've never what seen if, this book. Yeah, never what seen this. Oh, dude, that's, that's nightmare mutate. fuel right there. Wow. wow. That's dope, yeah. though. You got a beast. That's a really gnarly-looking thing. And then uh, maybe Silver Surfer? Yeah, yeah that's Silver Surfer. Graded hmm. 9.8 sold for $225. Uh, 
Uh, I think they're in the expectation of what if season two. I have a full on think that they're going to drop some what if season two stuff on uh, during D23. Um, speaking of essentially She-Hulk, here's, uh, yep, Art, Art Germ. Not bad at all. Kind of in her business attire there. Uh, Warlock. Don't sleep on those Warlock books, man. Is this the error variant? Is this the one? That's the first print, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Because there's other prints. Yeah, there's other prints, too. Uh, the, wow, the Finish Edition. 370, uh, 198 is a far market value for those folks in Finland. But this is the one here, I think, is the uh, the one that's like after. the third print. Yeah. Yeah. Third yeah, print. Yeah. Crazy to find. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, Red Hulk. And uh, I don't know how Spider long Punk. we've been talking about Spider Punk, man. But He's only on the cover. Even, this isn't even his first appearance, but uh, it's still dope. I only say oh, Oliver Cop. Couple or is it Olivier? Copel. Copel. Is he French? Yes. Oh, so it's Olivier then. Olivier Boom. nailed it. Copel. That's right. I nailed it. Boom. <laughs> yeah, but there's been uh, confirmation that he's going to be Hubert Bar- Hubie Brown or Hobart Hobart Brown is going to be in Hobie the Brown. Hobie Brown is going to be in the across the universe hey, uh, across the Spider Verse. Excuse me. I missed question for you guys. We all know that there's a you know Galactus error variant in the Secret Wars one, but everybody I talk to has that. I feel like that the Galactus in regular color seems to be the more rare one. <laughs> Top. Yeah, I read an article saying that that was just kind of a misnomer. Like it's really it's just, just not much of an error. It's supposed to be well, here. It is way. right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this what you're talking about? Yeah, blue Galactus error. <laughs> so there's a newsstand and the Rex stand. So Galactus is blue um, on the inside, which I guess you know if you want a thing. To me, like um, errors on covers to me seem more to be you know valuable than something on the inside panel. Like I have a Dazzler issue. Uh, I'm gonna stop sharing now, boys and girls. I have a Dazzler issue where, like, um, it one of the pages is black and white or some shit like that on Dazzler yeah. number one, um, and you know, and you know, it's not sought after until Dazzler it depends on what it is. Because if it's just uh-huh. like an error, like, oh, because we screwed up and the coloring was off, that happens a lot, and they recall them, and then no one cares. But when it's something where it's like, oh, we had to recall it because we had to recall it because somebody wrote a dirty message in the, in the background. <laughs> yeah. What was that famous Marvel book where right. they ripped it to uh, out somebody cast out somebody in the books name. Yeah. In, in, in code even. Yeah. Yeah. They write it like <laughs> on the back of the spine of like books on the yeah. shelf in the background. But one was laughing about Bob Harris getting fired. From yeah, exactly. Yeah. On yeah. Our show. yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it for the show. Gabe, any last words? Everybody, thanks for showing up. See you next Thursday. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, yeah. JB, any last words? Yeah, man. Thanks. Another fantastic Ofer list tonight. And uh, look forward to seeing everybody next Thursday. And Justin, any last words? Yeah, I can't believe it's been a week since I've been on the show. I feel like it's Shager's show was literally yesterday, but I, it must be a drunken weekend. So trying to get my voice back you. here. Yeah, yeah. You, so you missed the Tuesday show because you didn't have a voice. <clears throat> yeah, I'm still trying to get over it. I still sound like nasally. It's just been it's been wild. I had like the little girl voice on Monday. So uh, yeah, you know me, uh, Comic-Con podcast, dropping Friday mornings, and uh, Nemesis underscore Prime Instagram for whatnot shows this weekend. Possibly a fifth one with Mr. Uh, Tim oh. up there. So I'm going to sell some oh. stuff with uh, Justin on Saturday. Uh, I don't, he has much more followers than I do. So I've, apparently they have the ability to do it. two things and uh, we'll probably do a test later tonight. I'm going to preview some of the stuff I have. I got some, uh, um, 
Show it off. I gotta get back Stuff on like, a whatnot. Show like it off. Oh. I think it's dope. Um, I have an entire run of like Frank Miller Daredevil that's Ooh. almost complete. Dibs. Uh, Following me, man. Nemesis Prime. I got some. Mo- oh, look at the splat lights, dude. Look at that. It's awesome. Splats. Um, See what else? Uh, maybe some last. I have a last Canaan run. Ooh. So you know, for what that's worth. Nice. Before I leave. And this is on Saturday. Worthy. Yes, it lights up. It lights up. I was expecting it to break apart and come back together. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, my lady got this for me at Disneyland. She's like, it's like, yeah, that's right. They're selling a worthy. million of those a day. <laughs> I am worthy. Too bad it doesn't crackle, though, you know. Well, what, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, wait, well, look what I got. I got one, too. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, I can't. Oh, he's got, going he's got the one before his fracture. Oh, man. I got the comic book one. This is a old school. Like, so you have the one that actually has a saying on it, right? Uh, yeah. Read, read what it says. Uh, whoever Good holds day. the hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess if the power of Thor. That's cool. I guess we're both Thors because we're both wielding them. There you go. All right, boys and girls. Uh, until next time, we'll keep digging in them long boxes, and we'll see you Tuesday for the Cover Price Top 10. But you may see me uh, hop on Whatnot with Justin on Saturday. So uh, make sure you follow Justin and uh, Lords of the Long Box on Whatnot. But uh, follow Justin. He's already got a ton of followers. So until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace. Audi. So I find the outro. Let's go. Oh, that the Lord is up there. Um, What's in the box?